The Comedy Zone Podcast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. From Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast. Email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your host, Jason Allen King. Welcome, everybody, to the Comedy Zone podcast for the week of February 17th. I'm your host, Jason Allen King. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I have it still written. I haven't changed it yet, Brian, to a new year. <laughs> to a new year. How long, Jason? <laughs> it's going to be months. It's like my it's my virtual Christmas tree that I just have not taken down. And to be fair, the Chinese New Year was a week or two ago. So oh, look at that. Okay. T- you could make an argument. For a very small portion of our audience, it is still a new year. China's, they're nailing it right now, right? They got the Olympics, it's their new year, it's amazing. Uh, I am, uh, I'm glad to be doing the, the Comedy Zone podcast. As always, you're, you're a great motivator uh, to keep me on point and to keep me plugging away. Uh, how are you feeling today? No, I, I know, I got him, raised his drink and water. got me a drink. I got uh, first the plant, now you. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I know last week was a little, a little rough. I know I came across. You were a two. As, as I was, yeah, no, yeah. solid two point eight. No, you really. So, you yeah, cranked think, it up. No, no, no. Seriously, things are, they, you know, things are okay. We've got a lot of uh, exciting things coming up, uh, work wise. Um, I'm, you know, I'll sleep in June. Yeah, but, that's good. That's a couple yeah, months fine. away. You don't that's need fine. sleep. We're fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you poor, poor man. No, it's it's great. I have no. Listen, I created. What I wanted. Yeah. So I have nobody to blame but myself. Are you saying that this Queen City Podcast Network is your bed? And you're, and <laughs> no. you're sleeping in it? Snuggled in it <laughs> with the, the cat. I can't move. It's, yes, it's, that's it's, right. Yes. You got animals in there. Yeah, yeah, They're like uh, paperweights. Yeah. How does one tiny little puppy take up all of the covers <laughs> it's amazing. in the whole bed? Uh, well, that's good for you. Here, here I, I like to go to the Godfather quote. And I, I can't remember exactly how it's going to go. I think Clemenza says it where he's like, you know, you need these kind of fights every 10 years or so. It gets rid of the bad blood, you know? Yeah. And I think... Though this, you know, reboots and and you know, all the things that are sort of happening, yeah. I think I think it's important. I think it's it's good to acknowledge it and say, all right, this this discomfort is going to create something new and and hopefully better and stronger. Yeah, and I've always I've always been a believer in that. Like you know, the only constant is change, right? So the oh, only thing you know, every philosophy single philosophy, <laughs> yeah, I love it. <laughs> Every single day, you know, you wake up. It's something new. It's something different. It might not always be comfortable. Sometimes it's gonna it's gonna rub you the wrong way. Sometimes yeah. it's gonna be painful. But but uh, it keeps you moving and it keeps you on your toes and it keeps you it, it keeps you focused on what's important and focused yeah. on on moving forward. So that's again, right. Again, precious few complaints. Head down. Uh, do the work. Chop. Wood, carry water, whatever you want. <laughs> All right, you Throw lost the me boat. there at the end, but that's cool. <laughs> but I think this is for this is for everybody, right? Because I I had a a uh, not long ago I had I hit a funk, I had a little bit of a funk, and it was you got to get through those moments, like you said, they're they're uncomfortable. This you know I always want to frame it in in comedy, whether it's you're not working enough, you're not yeah. writing enough, and you feel that, and you're you're low or whatever. Hang in there, you know. 
and uh, you know the sun will come up tomorrow. That's one of my <laughs> my dad's best things. Right? You got oh, if you were low, yeah. like and you know there's been things where where you get real low and. And uh, whether you think you're getting trouble or something didn't work out the way you wanted, rejection, whatever it was, it was like, all right, yep, you're hurting right now, but yeah. I promise tomorrow the sun's going to come up. Yeah. And that is as Disney cheesy as that may sound. Coming from my dad, who's kind of a cool, serious guy, you know, it just it kind of means a lot. It's like, okay, yeah, you know what, this is going to be okay. I'll give you an example of the, of this. We were doing, uh, and I may I don't think I've brought it up on this before. Working on a movie, Insignificant Others. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my writing and producing partner John Schwert directed it, wrote it, and uh, it's a big deal. It's a great movie. You can get it all over the place. Look it up, Insignificant Others. And we had a scene at night, and there was sort of a SWAT team scenario. We we're going to do gunfire, and we wanted to do squibs. Mm-hmm. Now I'm co-producing the movie, and also I'm a locations guy. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, I could not get, like, the police in the part of town we were at, they would not give us permission to shoot squibs, the, hmm. the, the sounds. They're not especially loud, but yeah. we were going to be doing it for a couple hours. And, so and squibs, for people who don't know, are the little packets right. that you actually strap to the talent or exactly. to the person who's, who's at least on camera being shot. Right. And it's a little, it's a little explosion, maybe a little blood. Yeah. Right, so they're not super loud, as, as no, no, they're not. not e- the either side, because we did gun. have them, we did have the gun firing as well. Okay. but it, but again, it was the, it, it's something that I've done a number of times on shows, and for you know, again, a, a lot of different reasons. So much so that they, that I even I talked to the film office person, and and they were just like, you cannot do this. Hmm. They were very, very firm in that, and I respect that. And I, yeah. And then it was me going. Going to John and saying, hey, listen, we can't do this. Like, we got to figure a different way to do it. This was just, you know, people are doing these things digitally and, yeah. and posting that. But it wasn't, I don't know if it was on our budget at the time. There's all these other things. And it was like, I'm putting the, the movie in an uncomfortable position. And, you know, to John's credit, he was just kind of like, I need to do what's best for this this show. So we had a lot of... Not headbutting. There wasn't a lot of debate. It was a lot of all right. What what are we gonna do? Ultimately, yeah. when we get to this scene, it was an all night deal. Uh, it was one of the longest nights that I've ever had. <laughs> they put a cop at the end of the street uh-huh. who was, I think, gonna be there to pay attention to what's Waiting going for on. You. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you like hired security. For no, that you you they th- yes th- th- our our city police to serve and protect. Yep. <laughs> she dedicated someone right. to, okay. and I'm sure it was a whoever the community person was there. Yeah. And I think someone was like, "Hey, listen, these guys aren't allowed to do this. This is going to cause yeah. problems, and we don't want those problems for you, your area, whatever." And you were in a residential area, or? yeah. Okay, yeah. And it was kind of it was both, but yes, there was definitely residents in the area who we had spoken to, you know, at least in our yeah. immediate vicinity and all that kind of stuff. Did Ulti- you have access to? I'm sorry, but did you mm-hmm. have access to like first responder vehicles and things like that? Uh, n- not so much. No, okay. I mean we didn't have we didn't hire EMTs or anything like that. Um, even like for the scenes though, because you said it was like a SWAT scene. Did you have vehicles flashing? Oh, you know, oh yes, <laughs> flashing. Like, and, uh, so, so you had the cooperation up to a point. Yeah, we did. We did sort of impose yeah. the scene leading up to it. We didn't want them there. It was like afterwards, the aftermath. We had yeah, yeah. you know all that kind of yeah. stuff. So yes. Uh, <laughs> so ultimately. In a, in a, in a, this is the longest night of my life. I'm just like, this is this is going to be the worst thing. I don't, I, I don't know what's going to happen here. I'm going to burn locations and and yeah, my relationship yeah. with the city in certain aspects. 
ultimately, it actually served us better to not fire the squibs. So John said, uh, he's a stand-up guy. We didn't do it. I don't think he wanted to burn my relationship, you know, because we did all this, you know, work together. And, and well, we, and that could also affect your work. Yeah, later as exactly. well because that's exactly. what you. And I think it would have. Yeah. I think it would have been. I think it would have been yeah. a, a mistake. We didn't do it by not doing it. It actually helped us out with timing because it took so long. The choreography of this, the this guy comes in, you got to yeah. fire, they go down, like all this stuff, and uh, and it ultimately served to not do it, you know. And we made it through the evening. We did everything in post. You could not tell the difference. Mm. I mean, there was just no way you could tell. Nobody would have ever thought we didn't do it. So it was just one of those things where. I had to throw my hands up in the air yeah. and say, all right, this is, we'll see what happens. And and the whole night I'm like, I was literally watching my watch going, the sun is going to come up. There is <laughs> only so much darkness <laughs> that I'm going to have to go through because once that sun yeah, comes up, yeah. we can't shoot the scene yeah, anymore. Yeah. Problem solved. That's right. There so, you, uh, you know, that's a really like a, an exact sort of moment of waiting for the sun yeah, to come up. Yeah, literally the sun is yeah, going to come up. Yeah. Right, so yeah. anyway, that's just, you know, we get through the dark times and uh, with patience and, and you can only do your best, right? Right. And that's the key, right? It's a it's the it's the decisions that you make in the moment. Yeah. And even if it, you know, if it turns out to be the wrong decision or maybe not necessarily the best decision, I always tell uh, my uh, producers and people that you know we're working with, I mean the mo- you know you're going to have a moment where you're going to have to make a decision, yeah. and so whatever decision you make, I will back you on that decision in that moment. Yeah. Stick to it, you know, make that there decision, yeah. d- d- uh, make it with some confidence because other people involved in the project are looking to you, mm-hmm. and so make it with some confidence. Don't waffle. Stick to that decision, and then later on we can talk about if that was the right decision, right. <laughs> Or not, but there's no time in that moment to go. Well, maybe we should do this. Maybe we should do right. that. Maybe I don't know. Do you think we should? Can we <laughs> just make a decision? Stick to it. Yeah. Have confidence in your instincts, and and that brings me that to another uh, another sort of uh, piece of advice from my dad. And it's exactly that advice. It is a wrong decision is better than no decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's that took me a long time to, f- I think, figure that out. And again, we can frame all of this through comedy and, and the, all the decisions you make and what material yeah. you do and how you conduct yourself and all, you know, that kind of stuff. And and I think that, that, was a, that was a hard one to learn because, I mean, how many, like, I, I will equate it to war movies. How many war movies did you get an inept sort of, uh, you know, leader <laughs> yeah, who, who can't make a decision? They're all just yelling at him, like, we need to, can't be here. Tell us what to do, you know? When he gets his whole platoon killed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Make a decision. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Very good. All right. I think we've done good work. I think we've done it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, everybody. Uh, had a big uh, uh, week last week. I know, I know you were kind of you know, feeling a little low, working through the pain. Um, I went on Wednesday of last week, uh, whatever that date was, uh, I got to open for Kenny Garcia. He was uh, recording his album for the Helium Records. Man, so Kenny and I haven't worked together in, I got to say, it's about a year. A lot happens in a year for both of us, I would say. And uh, it was, what an amazing, like, getting the team back together to to work together. He destroyed i cannot wait for people to hear hear this and i think i think it was called uh i think he's naming it uh what is it called uh what do you call it non non non-essential worker that's what (laughs) what it's called 
Uh, and it, it, he's just it. man, his his what he's done in a year in creating what he's created there. He's a guy who was in New York and he's moved a couple places. He found a sweet spot down in Florida, and he's working a ton. He's working with Josh Wolf and all these guys, mm-hmm. you know, opening you know arenas and stuff like that. And uh, I cannot wait for people to to hear it. He's That's just, awesome. He's just a murderer. And uh, provided a great opportunity for me to get in front of a lot of people. And then that week, so then I, I featured for him, and then I hosted for he and uh, Jay Larson, friend nice. of Mick Betancourt. Yep. Uh, he's a, a writer and a director, and he's, yeah. yeah. So I've had a great week of working at Good Nights, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm living pretty large right now. I'm kind yeah. of a big deal, is what I like <laughs> yeah, to tell people. That's what I'm doing. I traveled... You worked. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah, doing some jokes. Yeah, uh, and I haven't been there. Uh, some information I learned too is that I don't. Well, I don't know if I should say it. I, they're moving basically. That's yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, Did I? Off, I couldn't off mic, you mentioned okay. that to me last week. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like they're getting a new location. They're redeveloping that that part of whatever. So hopefully, I didn't blow that up early. But uh, yeah. it seemed like it was open conversations. Um, and uh, so good for them. Yeah. I, I love the club. I hope they they keep some of the, the charm that they have there because it is a a blast. They have this upstairs room. Caitlin Palufo, if you remember, was on the yes. podcast. Yep. She was headlining upstairs. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. Jordan Scott Huggins was uh, her feature. So Jordan's going to be on the podcast, hopefully next week, if not okay. a couple weeks later, or I'm going to choke him. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but well, there's uh, no shortage of people who have wanted to choke Jordan Scott Huggins at one <laughs> yeah. point or another. So, oh, I'm going to tell him you said that. That's perfect. <laughs> he's going to love that. Well, Jor- Jordan's great, and he's doing big things. He's got a ton of followers on TikTok. He's like at like 15,000 followers or something like that wow. and making a, a name for himself on there, awesome. which makes perfect sense. He is a he is a very funny cartoon character. Uh so we'll be we'll be having uh, him on the show. But one of the things that I that I loved about you know traveling and doing stand up in general, but this week was uh I, you know, you guys know me as a, a screenwriter, a production guy. Jay Larson's been doing all yeah. this stuff. Like he's in new episodes of Murderville with Will Arnett on Netflix. And which um, have you seen that yet? <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I've seen like two episodes. Yeah, yeah, I'm enjoying that show very much. It's a curious yeah, it's sort of great. different idea for a show. Yeah, and I think the gist is it's kind of like an improv game. It's like everybody there knows kind of the script, yep. except for their guests. Yes. Who's like a guest detective to solve yeah. a murder? It was like a training detective, and I yeah, think training detective. That's right. The only I think the only characters who improv, I believe, are are um, Will Arnett, who always improvs within the yeah. scope of the scene, so he's in on it. And then the other people around them, them have a script to follow, but they don't right. really improv so much. They've got just lines that they have to say. I think the, they have to get to a certain yeah, yeah, line, yeah. right? I think is what it is. So yeah. they're they're playing a little bit too. There's some flexibility, yeah. I think. Uh, and the the guest or the training detective, they had Conan. <laughs> Conan yeah, was on so and Kamal uh, yeah. uh, Kamal. Camille Nanjani yeah. has one of the funniest scenes in, in <laughs> oh, really? a show like that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, check that out. So Jay Larson was on there, and, and this was a great weekend. So Steve Ranazizi was at the Improv this wow, week as yeah, well. Yeah. So we had, like, there was this really great moment of uh, of Jay and Kenny and Steve and myself going and having, you know, comics. who they I guess Jay and Steve have known each other for a long time mm-hmm. and happened to be in the same city doing comedy. That's so great. we went out and got breakfast at where do we go carolina carolina cafe and bakery shout out mm-hmm. to them they did a great job uh it was just like for me probably the least experienced of all the people that were there was amazing just yeah. to, just to just sit and watch the headliners all talk and sort of uh 
kind of do their thing and talk talk comedy, talk shop, yeah, what movies cool. they like, what you know. Yeah. It was just super cool. And Kenny brought up like you know, Jay bought everybody's breakfast. That was nice. That's a, a apparently yeah. that's like that is a classy headliner move. That's I would what say. you're supposed to do. Yeah. You know, the, some of those unwritten rules you learn along the way. So, uh, but it was uh, it was cool. It was cool to hear them talk about what you know new shows they like and didn't like and. Yeah. What, Comedy specials were good. No, I'm not going to let anybody know that information. Yeah. But. I need to know what Steve Ranazisi liked and didn't like. <laughs> I'm going to need you to tell me. Uh, I know he's not in L.A. anymore. He lives in New York, but I don't have his address or anything, so don't ask that. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was, a, that was a blast, and I got some uh, some other kind of good, good information that I was going to bring up to you. So mm-hmm. I uh, started reading a book. Wow! Look at you. Look at that. That's what kind of person I am now. I'm one of the. I'm. I'm a book learning. You're reading books. You're fella now. Eating breakfast. I mean, you've changed, man. The pandemic's changed you. I'm drinking my water. I got my water bottle that tracks the time, like how much water you're supposed to drink after a certain portion of the day. Look at me. I'm all. I'm all hydrated. I'm going to sleep at a real time. I'm. A, I'm a person, Brian. I don't know if you know uh, well, this. Well, let's not get careful. <laughs> I am still a comedian. That's right. Uh, so I'm reading. So I'm reading a book. So I'm every. You know, we had the new year, right? So everyone's trying to make themselves better and, you know, creating better eating habits, whatever. It sure. Is, right? what a, yeah. The, yeah. So Kenny, to his credit, it's like, hey, I read this book a while ago. Kind of changed my life, doing things differently, whatever. And the book is called Atomic Habits. So you want to look that up? It's called Atomic, Atomic Habit, Habits. Atomic Habits by James Clear, and uh, you can get it at, like Barnes and Noble, wherever. I think it's like a. I'm not sure if it's bestseller. It's probably a bestseller. It's at the front of the place, you know, whatever it is. And uh, I'm knocked out. I am absolutely knocked out by it. If there's anything you want to do, like this is this is the book to go to, hmm. in my opinion. Okay. Now I haven't read a book in a while. Like <laughs> Harry Potter might have been the last <laughs> book I read. That's probably not true, but it's pretty close. Because <laughs> I read those books a lot, so I'm really exposing who I am as a person. Uh, but this is like, it's knocking me out, man. Hmm. It, it, because of how it's it's this very, it's backed by science, but it's so simple and practical on what it, what it's telling you and, and how to, to execute what it's kind of all this, the reasoning behind it. That, so it sounds like it's kind of like a like a um, like how to establish a habit and stick to it, or how exactly. to develop how to turn yeah. a thing into a habit. Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't tell you necessarily what your habits should be, but it tells you why ha- why habits form, why good habits and bad habits. Mm-hmm. It's very very interesting how they are both the the same uh, aspects that create a good habit create a bad habit. Mm-hmm. So it's both making you recognize what some bad habits are and why they're happening and then how to change those. Now, I also want to be clear, I haven't read the whole book. I'm still, I'm still in the process of reading it, so I don't have all yeah. the answers. But I'm like, I'm like devouring it. I'm, I'm okay. so excited about reading it. So, you know, things like it, there's some of these revelations, like some of the things is, uh, that it mentioned was uh, like motivation is, I'm going to paraphrase, it's like motivation is like kind of bullshit. A little mm-hmm. bit. It's like motivation. You can have all the motivation in the world, but unless you sort of set yourself up for success in other ways, that motivation will go by the wayside. Yeah. Um, and again, I always want to frame this through comedy. Like we talk about writing. I want to write all the time, and I do write quite a bit. Mm-hmm. But I could write more. I mm-hmm. could. I could develop. You know, screenwriting to joke writing, and and uh, this book is like has had an immediate impact on what I'm doing. Sure. My my. Headspace is is in the right place too to want to do this. Yeah. 
Um, but you know, as far as self-help books and things like that, this has been, this has been sort of pretty, pretty game, game changing, I would say. Awesome. So Atomic Habits. Atomic Habits. Um, I'm looking at it. So let's see. Yeah. I wrote down like how to change, how to change habits through practical skills and being the architect of your environment. Hmm. That's a big, that's a big part of it is sort of, um, bringing the things that you want to change or habits you want to develop, making them attractive and very obvious in your life. Yeah. Like just that alone was like, okay, what does that mean? You know? And then you dig deep. It's, it's a really, really fantastic thing. So I would say everybody should check that out. I will have to check that out. What are your habits? What are you like? What do you do every single day? Let's, I guess let's start with good habits. So like, what are your, like some of your habits that, that whether they keep you organized or whether they, you know, whatever that is, what, right. are, what, what are your habits? I have, so, so a couple of things that jump out. One, I make my bed every day. We've talked about that mm-hmm. before. I think that, that, for that initial accomplishment also feels good to have things neat and tidy. Yeah. Uh, I'm not, when a, you make your bed, are you saying you straighten up the covers or like hospital corners, tucking in the sheets? All it's not quite hospital corners, but it's definitely like, you know, the, the top sheet is kind of tucked in and, mm-hmm. Pills are set up nicely, that kind of thing. So it's yeah, not so more than just straightening up. The yeah, more yeah. than straightening up. Just a little bit more than straightening up. Not 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 too crazy. I do like to do that. Obviously, I brush my teeth and I have that sort of routine. Um, but I have two to do lists. I have a grander to do list and then I have a daily to do list. And I will pull. That to me is very helpful to mm-hmm. know what my day is like. And that usually starts with checking calendar for the week. Even if it's like a Wednesday, I'm still looking at the week's calendar because right, I right. have terrible memory. Um, <laughs> Those are the things that I, so I want to do, my to-do list usually is a couple like personal life things that I need, errands, and then there's sort of goals of writing and emails to, you know, clubs or, you know, yeah. comedians or whatever. So th- those are the things that keep me on track. So even if I'm a total just hungover mess or something like that, I still do that. There's very, I don't have like, as an adult now. <laughs> I, air quotes. I uh, that that's at least something that I will I will not be a you know, I will accomplish something every day. Accomplishing is very important, yeah. I think, every day. So those are some of my habits. But I got bad habits too. You know, mm-hmm. um, you aren't gonna get shit out of me after lunch. I have a terrible <laughs> habit, so I I don't think I eat. I don't think I eat especially great. Yeah. So um, one of the things that ultimately I'm gonna try to change from this is better eating habits, so that I'm not so sluggish. Yeah, the afternoons are rough if you don't. If you, yeah, I mean it's a it's a mess, man. It it doesn't get better as you get older. Just for the record, (laughs) it is not like all of a sudden I can eat a hamburger and not need to nap at two thirty. Nope, that's (laughs) you're gonna still need to. Yeah, as an adult man, the fact that I fight naps so hard on a daily basis is so bothersome to me. Yeah, Uh, I can't imagine people who run. Marathons or even half marathons or even I to d- the corner. <laughs> I don't think that they they deal with that. Mm-hmm. So that's one that I have not. I haven't made any moves yet to fix that, other than drinking more water, which is yeah. kind of a big change for me. Which is all, all, every sort of uh, uh, medical issue I've ever had, which hasn't really been that many, uh, is because of dehydration. You got joint pain? Yeah, drink more water. Yeah, that's really what you're supposed to do. Yeah, you know, and it, across the board, kidney stones. Yeah, drink more water. Yeah. You got it because you're dehydrated. So, um, those are kind of the big ones for me. But uh, you know, ultimately, I I want to be a better person. I want to, you know, sleep better. My goals for for 2022 were drink more water and sleep more. Okay. 
I think you can go back to every every book about bettering yourself and being healthier or whatever. Every single one is tells you yeah, that's where to it starts. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get more better sleep. Yeah. Those those two things are specific and drink more water. Yeah. So if you're feeling bad, do that. It's not super complicated. And it's, not. it's amazing to me the number of people who are like, Oh, I hate water. What how can, what <laughs> how do you hate water? It's the it's the like it's a, a it's the most important thing on the planet, right? And B, th- th- there's no what it's what fl- what flavor are you worried right, about? It, it? <laughs> what flavor of water is an issue for you? It has no taste. It's not supposed to. And if it does, you should get your water checked <laughs> out. But <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't have color to it either. But don't. There's no what. It's just it's the it's the cornerstone of all existence. Yeah. What are we, 70-some percent water or something like that, too? Uh, may, yeah, maybe even a little more than that. I mm. feel like I'm pushing 95% sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, just, I, I, I hate water. Okay. All right. Well, you know, drink less of that other stuff. Yeah. And you can get enough water out of the foods you're eating, too. Like, if you're... Sure. You know, I mean, there's plenty of water in, you know, cruciferous vegetables or watermelon or other there things you that you can... Yeah. So one of the, uh, in the book, talking about water, which again was, is, it wasn't specifically about water, it was about this creating this, this environment, taking advantage of the environment that you're in. And they were talking about this particular hospital and uh, how the person who was responsible for the cafeteria in this hospital wanted their staff and the people there to eat better. So uh, one of the things that they did, then they sort of tracked this as an experiment. So uh, in the coolers by, the, by where people would check out, they were always full of soda. Right. So what they did was they took a couple of the shelves in there and they put water in there. In addition to that, they added uh, baskets of water near the um, kind of where they checked out as well. So they just upped more water that was there. And I'll probably get the percentages uh, close, but not super accurate. They said that the soda uh, soda purchases were down by 40 percent. Water purchases went up by 20 percent. so they saw an immediate change in the in the based on this book. They said it's because of access. Yeah, you know, he's like, if you are at a job where they always have, um, you know, donuts in in the lobby where you walk in or whatever it is in your office, the chances of you what? Yeah. eating donuts more often than you would normally. There you go. Yeah. He's like, if I go to my house and you know my wife made cookies and they're on the counter, I'll eat cookies whether I'm hungry or not. It's just that's what you're gonna do. So it's because so that's one of the the same thing that's a good habit applies as a bad habit. It's just, if it's in your face and yep. it is obvious, then you can make those changes. Yeah. It sounds like common sense. You listen to it and go, oh, that's interesting. Of course, that's what they do. How about this? They go so far as to suggest that what you buy, what you eat, people think that they're making a choice. Mm-hmm. They're suggesting that you are making less of a choice than you are being fed these things. Right. So Coca-Cola, they said, and again, I'm going to 40%, somewhere in there, 40% of soda sales come from end cap, uh, from their end cap sales. Impulse purchase. Yeah. Yeah, Well, not even that. They're just saying that end caps are so successful because of access that that's where, that's a, for for Coke, 40% of Coca-Cola. Crazy. Yeah. They're like, why is Bud Light uh, such a big seller? Because it's everywhere. Yeah. On purpose. Yeah. It's not, you know, again, some of that stuff's common sense, but it's also, you know, so, so change that, right? So in your life, 
change how easy you get to something. He used an example of having apples. I'm just like quoting the book now like crazy. Guy was like, I would buy apples and put them in the crisper and then I barely have one apple and they would all go bad. Why yeah. is that? Well, yeah. that's because they're hidden and out of the way. Yeah. So they started putting apples out on the out on the table and he's like, oh yeah, I would eat two, three apples a week now. He's like, it's mm-hmm. amazing. So anyway, put a pen and a paper out on your desk and start writing more. I don't know. I don't know what the, yeah, I, the answer is. I, I, b- I think there's, I mean, that feels a little bit more complicated to me in that I think we're all wired to kind of want to do things um, in the easiest way possible, right? Sure. And so one of the reasons I think things like working out, things like writing more, mm-hmm. things that are potentially unpleasant, sure, we're more likely to put that off. We're more, you know, like I would love to work out right now. I'm in arguably the worst shape of my life. Mm-hmm. So the first month of my working out is really going to suck. Right. So I keep putting it off and putting it off because I don't want to do it because I don't want to get to that point where I'm, you know, in a little bit of shape and it won't be as hard as. Right. Get in, get in shape to get in shape. Kind yeah. Of thing. yeah. It, it, or, or, or even the writing. Mm-hmm. Writing is difficult. It is yeah. work. It is, you know, and so heavy. It's, it's heavy it's, lifting getting off the yeah. white page. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And so it's, it's unpleasant and we don't want to mm-hmm. do things that are unpleasant. So we just continue to put them off. And eat cookies and watch Murderville on <laughs> Netflix, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a little bit, it's about 12, and I think I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but about 12, 13 years ago, I, I quit soda completely. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, I feel I'll like have I've one occasionally, but mm-hmm. uh, maybe one or two sodas a year. Like, literally, that's it. Wow. And um, where I was drinking, you know, you couldn't. You know, if you ran into me somewhere, whatever, I always had a can of Diet Coke on me. Right. Like, just always. Which is just a bad decision Which anyway. Which is a horrible but... <laughs> decision. You're right. So I quit worst and things. lost like 30 pounds in 12 months. Wow. The, the only lifestyle uh, change I made was quitting soda. Wow. That's I, I, significant, yeah. I did feel bad for the Coca-Cola employees who didn't get their Christmas bonuses <laughs> that year. But. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, but, you know, I felt better. And yeah. now, you know, occasionally I will have one. I won't have Coke. I'll have something, you know, I'll have like a ginger ale or um, or something. Because to Coke will be like a trigger for me. And it'll just, yeah. you know, unless it's, unless it's one of the Mexican Cokes with the cane sugar in a glass bottle, then I'm, I'm yeah, <laughs> all over that. But and you're all over it, yeah. yeah. I like mine with, with Captain Morgan's in it. That's the only time I drink yeah. my Coke. That's some advertising for (laughs) but but good for you, man. That's that's a that's a big deal. And I think yeah, I think we always think we need to take these big huge swings when it comes to changing changing lifestyle and stuff. And I'm not sure that. Yeah, I don't know that you do. Yeah, I think sometimes, especially you know, if it's something that you're aware is bad for you and it's causing you issues. And if it you know if it is now, I'm not like you know one of the persons now who's like soda's evil and you have to stop drinking soda. It is, and you do, but I'm not out there talking about it all the time. Right, right. Well, we this is going out to millions of people. <laughs> this is and it's probably the fiftieth time I brought it up in the last five years. But. Uh well good for you and I I don't know. I will keep everybody posted on my yeah. progress because uh, I mean it is every a minute I'm like some new revelation of saying, oh, okay, this is, it's just all very logical. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised by it, but it's also very logical and very practical. Yeah. Um, you know, but wh- like one of the things was, you know, they were doing a sleep study and what they found for the people who had insomniac was 
if you get into bed and you're not sleeping, you can't sleep, get up and go somewhere else mm-hmm. until you get sleepy again. Then come back and get in bed. Yeah. And they would do this so long that the association of sleeping was with the bed. Hmm. You know? And it didn't mean every time they went back in the bed they went to sleep. It just meant every time you got sleepy enough where you thought you could go to sleep, then do it. If it doesn't happen, get up, go somewhere else. Interesting. So that yeah. the, the bed associated with the only thing we do here is sleep. Right. And he was like, he lived in a house that didn't have an office and every, you know, he was sitting at the, you know, the kitchen table and he was doing all this work. And then he would go to his couch and then he would do more work. And then there was no separation between work and like hanging out and watching TV with his family. And so it was like this mix of all these different signals together. So he's like, okay, now I do my work at the table Uh and I, and when I go to the couch, I'm only doing. I don't. I don't work anymore here. And yeah. it comes that those things like that will will affect those triggers. Will affect how you. I don't know how you live. I, things like that. It's just it's just chock full of this stuff. I've that's never I've never read anything that's a health self help book before. I thought I was perfect, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but I, I was wrong. I was wrong. I am what? Not, I'm not I need no help. Well, I will keep. Yeah. I'll keep you posted. We yeah. have some shows coming up that I would love to. I'm going to plug. Please um, do. We have uh, this Friday, uh, homebrewed comedy. Um, there's a place called Homebrew in uh, in Monroe, and it's like homebrew, and then it's CBS. It's like they have smoothies and and craft beers and all this stuff. It's great, but it's called Homebrew. Check it out. We do a monthly show with Jonathan Williams, friend mm-hmm. of the podcast, yep. also from uh, Preachers Kids. Preachers Kids, yeah. Um, and uh, we got a great show this week. So Todd Riley is headlining that. Jimmy Briggs and Gail Murray, um, who are to what I'll call up-and-coming comics in town, who I'm, I'm thrilled to have them on the show. Uh, I'll be hosting. Jonathan Williams also do some time. But we've been cultivating this little room down in Monroe, and the people down there are just amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. They don't want to drive all the way up to Charlotte or you know wherever. They do sometimes, but I think it's nice to have something relatively close to their homes. And you know we'll fill the place up at 40 people, and it sells out every month. That's great. Um, the owners are fantastic people. They really are wonderful, and they always have something to do for the people down there in Monroe. So that's this uh, this Friday. And uh, i got other shows coming up. I don't know if you know the President's Day is on the 21st. I know it's a really important thing. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, so the bank will be closed, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, look, at, look at you. Remember Man, you, he's always got, he's always thinking. Um, also, I think it's really important to note uh, the Comedy Zone this week. Um, I think the 17th through the 19th, right? So that's Wednesday through Saturday. Yep. Damon Wayans, Damon Wayans Jr. is going to yeah. be here. What? What is the Comedy Zone doing this year? They're great. crushing it, right? Yeah. Yeah, they've they've their lineup has been killer all all year long. Yeah. yeah. Knocking me out. So, uh so they will be there. Uh Damon Wayans will be there. What else we got coming up? Also, I'm going to this is like the Jason Allen King plug show today. Please do. Um we mentioned on the podcast a while back the Mick and Jason show. Yep. We are we're we're doing it. We're doing a thing, Brian. We are five episodes in. We're six fi- episodes in this week, maybe five or six. Yeah. yeah, we should probably know that. Um, yeah, since I edit them, you'd think I would know that. But I believe I want to say episode six published this week. So yeah, yeah. where I'm I'm really excited about it. For the people who don't know, uh, I wanted to jot it down because I I'm because it's uh it's so much fun and it's you know things take shape right they become m- more and more clear. Uh, it's a comedy podcast featuring myself and Mick Betancourt. Uh, we are comedians and students of the human condition, we'll say, uh, coming at life from two different perspectives, both learning uh, from each other and teaching one another, trying our best to find joy and happiness through uh, humor and fart jokes. 
So yeah. I think that's that sums it up pretty well. That pretty much sums it up. And the number one podcast uh, on the on the planet. Number one podcast yeah. on the planet. Yeah, planet Earth specifically. <laughs> number one. Can you believe that? Crazy how in only five or six episodes, <laughs> you've yeah. That's yeah. that's quite the it's quite the accomplishment, Jason. Congratulations. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. I'm I'm uh, super proud of that show and we're going to have some videos down the road and and people listen, guys, you can call into the show, leave us a message, uh we'll play it. Um if you want us to talk about something, you know, also it's all where it's the part of the Queen City Podcast Network. It is. And it's where you listen to your favorite podcast, so definitely check that out. Um, uh probably mentioned uh, without question NSFW. So, oh, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't go, hey, hey, kids, gather around. Yeah. We're going to listen to a podcast. No, this the, isn't the, the one you listen to around that. around the fire with the kids, don't, don't, do don't with the grandkids and the grandparents. And yeah, <laughs> but NSFW. yes, <laughs> oh, I've never had a never had a show where I had to put that on there before. That's fun. Yeah, well, we had to put it on. There. We had, yes. yeah. It's it's pretty silly. And uh, but there's definitely, you know, there's a lot of talk. You know, we talk. We this talk. Is the, this is like this. Is, if Mick was here, be like, we talk. You we know, talk. he's from Chicago. He, he talks. That's Makes a terrible accent. No, yeah. and it's great. And yeah, uh, we're proud of it. I'm, I'm proud of it. You guys should be proud of it. Very much uh, so. so. Take a listen. Uh, Mick and Jason available wherever you get your podcast or QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com. That's right. Um, I think we should bring up them some things that are coming up in April mm-hmm. for the for the podcast. Sure, for Charlotte. Yeah. Right, shout, uh, Charlotte, shout the festival, uh, the arts and uh, entertainment festival, uh, back on this year after um, a couple years. Come hell or high water, it's going to take place April first through the seventeenth. Uh, Queen City Podcast Network will be there. Not sure where we're going to be headquartered just yet, but um, our role will be to uh, basically develop uh, digital content throughout the run of the festival. So Look April first through the seventeenth, we're going to be uh, producing. Somewhere between two and three hours of content a day uh, from the festival, various things, live streaming programs, podcasts, uh, all kinds of cool stuff. So That's super exciting. Yeah, there'll be more. Um, um, uh, search for Charlotte Shout on uh, the social medias. There's a website. I want to say charlotteshout.com. Um, that would make sense. That would, if you got that in, would be if, appropriate. If they got in there early enough, yeah. That's great. <laughs> uh, for, uh, for more details. But uh, from what I'm told, even if we have to wear hazmat suits, it is just the festivals. It. It's on. So, oh, that's yeah, so. see. That feels good. <laughs> that feels good to me. I'm, it's like you know what? We don't care. <laughs> Nuclear holocaust pandemic. We're doing it's the happening. thing. Yep, it's right. gonna happen. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's coming up. Uh, uh, much quicker than. Um, but yeah, it's, it's five about five six weeks. Away. It's bizarre just how quickly twenty twenty two is, is yeah. screaming by. But I think it's important. To know, Queen City Podcast Network is. I love that you have your hands in all the things that are that are Charlotte uh, and beyond. Y'all, you work really hard for that. So I, um, yeah. congrats. Two or three hours of content a day. It's pretty fantastic for seventeen straight days. We and then a nap on the eighteenth. Did you have you d- discovered cloning and you know how to clone <laughs> yourself now to do? I haven't that? figured that out yet, but um, <laughs> we've got a lot of really really great people around us, uh, yeah. you know, to to uh, kind of help us, you know, accomplish uh, the uh, the things that we're setting out to do and continue to grow. And, and um, it, 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 we've got a really really great team from yeah. uh, from I mean just uh, the producers that we've got. Uh, the podcasters that we're I'm involved with, the organizations we're involved with, we're just uh, 
Really, really thrilled with uh, yeah. you know, the way that uh, this thing's going. And it looks like we survived the pandemic, so there you go. Look at that. I mean, theoretically, <laughs> we have survived yes, the pandemic. We'll see. <laughs> it's I all... mean, literally, life or death survived the pandemic. But I mean, as an organization, we've managed to, to navigate the pandemic. Got it. Not And not an, not an easy task. I mean, For any of us. Yeah. yeah so. It's been, we've, we've lost quite a few businesses and, yeah. and friends and family. So uh, jokes aside, very glad to hear that. Um, I also have a show coming up at uh, Catch on the 25th, mm-hmm. February 25th. Um, so what's happening is we're actually going to be recording a Best of Charlotte uh, recording at Good Nights for Helium Records. Very exciting. Wow, we're nice. going to be there's yeah. um, myself. I'm, I'm, I don't want to miss anybody, but it's myself, Tara, Todd Riley, Tara Brown, Todd mm-hmm. Riley, Joy Wills, Kevin Delgado, Jonathan Williams, Christian Johnson. Great lineup. Myself. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. we're very excited. So we have that show going to the Comedy Arts Theater of Charlotte on February 25th. We're going to have all those folks there because we love Kevin Shimko and we yep. love Abby over there. They're the owners of, of Catch. They're just, they have such a great business over there and they're bringing some stand up to their improv theater. And uh, so be sure to check that out. And I, I think that's our show. Brian, what do you think? We think we gave people some, what they needed, a little help with their habit creation. <laughs> <laughs> Little help, little, <laughs> very little help. But yeah, I think very we've done. I think it's been good for you and me. Yeah, I think I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm glad. That, I'm glad we did it. I feel good about. I feel, I feel good like, about me for sharing my yeah. wealth of knowledge about these things. Yeah. Are you? I did have a quick question. Are you yeah. actually reading the physical book or is no? It why or? would you bring that up now? We got so close. I just wanted to know that it. I wanted to know how. It seems how like I was holding the book. In my hand, you're a monster. I'm interested in how people consume things. That's, that's all right. Why I so, to... all right. I guess we got to do this. I haven't been able to sit and read a book in a, in a while. I'm I'm technically reading like two different books, three different books, including this one. That that I don't have the patience. <laughs> I need to create a habit of reading a okay. book. That's what what I'm using this for. So, uh, I am uh, consuming this audio book. Okay, it still counts. Does it count? Yeah, absolutely, it counts. All right, I'm yeah. getting the information. I don't know if I'm reading the book, and I yeah. and that's a that's a funny thing to say. I I can't do audiobooks. Really, I I have tried. Um, I can't for whatever. I can listen to a podcast until the cows come home. Yeah, I cannot. <laughs> that is a very very a weird funny thing, yeah. weird thing to say. Yeah, but I cannot. I can't. I can't focus on an audiobook. Really? I tried. And well, I that doesn't can't. now. That doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at all. Yeah, but, but, but I just. I, I can't. Hmm. I can't do it. I I find that the the audiobook to me is I can't put my head. Hang on a second. I was going to start. It's weird. That makes no sense. You can listen to a podcast, but not an audiobook. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're, you're getting the right books that have the right people reading them. I think there's, some, there's definitely a performance aspect to it. Yeah, I think so. I think um, um, it's looking like we're going to get into audiobook production in the next few months. But oh wow! So so I'm probably not the person who should. Be leading that <laughs> <laughs> effort from Wow. You ever I seen anyone see the shoot themselves in the foot? Uh, but uh, yeah, I just, I cannot focus on the plot. I can't hmm. remember characters. I can't, it's it's the strangest thing. Wow. I, yeah, I'm really fascinated by that. Yeah. So uh, I've gone from driving and listening to audiobooks, which I've always enjoyed, especially, you know, pre pandemic when yeah. I was, you know, driving to Michigan and Wisconsin and New Hampshire in, in a two week period. Yeah. It's a lot of driving. It's very, very, it's, you know, controlled. I'm yeah. not going anywhere. I've actually figured it out now that I, I'll have it on in my house quite a bit throughout the day. 
I'll pause it if I need to focus on something, but I'll kick it right back on. And yeah. Um, so, and if I got, you know, obviously, uh, earphones, ear, what are they called? Headphones. Headphones. Or earbuds. Earbuds. Yeah. <laughs> I might be hungry. Head, uh, that's headbuds. A, yeah. Headbuds. <laughs> headbuds. Uh, but that's, so I've learned that I can do that now too. That was always something I didn't that's think interesting. I could do. Yeah. yeah. So now that's how I do it now. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of not. Yeah. I can't, I can listen to podcasts all day long. You're a weirdo. Cannot do an audiobook. So I, it, it pains me to say that, but you're a bit it, of a weirdo. I don't disagree. <laughs> and my wife will <laughs> land in that camp as well. Yeah. So. Wow, you poor guy. So, Sorry. so on road trips, she's just like we get. We don't get to listen to this great book. Um, we generally will listen to podcasts that we like hmm. uh, together. We haven't taken a road trip, obviously, in a couple of years, but yeah. uh, generally we'll listen to uh, podcasts that we both enjoy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you get those chickens yet? Nope, not going to get chickens. <sighs> Still not getting chickens. Well, I'll figure it out, folks. I'll, I'll get them there. Uh, I, Brian, I had a great time talking to you today, man. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so keep keep listening to the Comedy Zone podcast, everybody. We think you're wonderful. Go see Damon Wayans Jr. this week at the Comedy Zone, cltcomedyzone.com for a full schedule. Uh, we here at the Queen City Podcast Network, thank you for listening. I'm Jason Allen King. And for Brian Baltashevitz, be funny, be safe, and we can see you all next week. The Comedy Zone podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. QueenCityPodcastNetwork.com.